Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City. From WNYC, I'm Janae Pierre. Governor Kathy Hochul says the state is doing plenty to help New York City provide shelter for migrants. The governor was recently asked about Mayor Eric Adams' request for the state to pick up half the city's shelter costs. The mayor made the funding request at a hearing in Albany earlier this week. But Hochul says she sat down with the mayor and came away with a different impression. He sat right in this room with me and thanked me profusely for the support of the state of New York for what we've doing over two years, $4.3 billion. Uh, so he did not put in that request to me. Adams told lawmakers it's only fair to split the bill 50-50. The governor says Adams isn't taking into account hundreds of millions of dollars the state is spending on three temporary shelters. A federal judge has ruled that a court-ordered plan to overhaul how the NYPD responds to protests will start in the coming months. WNYC's Samantha Max has the details. Police will no longer be allowed to use a controversial tactic called kettling. That's when officers surround protesters and make mass arrests. The department will also be required to form an oversight committee to evaluate how officers act at demonstrations. The settlement comes in response to lawsuits filed against the NYPD in the wake of citywide Black Lives Matter protests in 2020. A judge initially signed off on the deal in September. But the Police Benevolent Association, which represents rank-and-file officers, objected. A judge now says the union can't derail the deal. After a minor altercation in a West Village lesbian bar gained attention online, an old debate is flaring up about spaces in New York City and who they're for. WNYC's Ryan Kailath has more. Katie Pipes wasn't a very online person until this week. I don't really know how to introduce myself. I've just been saying that I'm that lesbian from TikTok. Pipes was at Cubbyhole last month, a tiny West Village lesbian bar. She says a self-identified straight man was blocking the bathroom doors. And after she asked why he was even at that bar, if he was there with someone, a small argument ensued. Slowly over time, as these incidents take place, It does erode the safe queer spaces. After the man's friend described all this on TikTok, a viral debate exploded about who belongs where. Jack Jen Giesking, a research fellow at Hampshire College who's published extensively on queer and trans spaces, says despite this being an old conversation, the magnitude of the response is surprising. The number of issues that I know about lesbian bars, because I follow all the Instagrams, all the TikToks, pales in comparison to this one. And I think the reason it hit the news is, is it because it's not letting in straight men, and they are very powerful. Ryan Kyloth, WNYC News. You can read more about this incident at our news website, Gothamist. A special election is underway to replace former Congressman George Santos. And we'll hit the campaign trail after the break. Stay close. On this week's On the Media, does the rise of X signal the fall of traditional right-wing outlets? You don't have to have this website and a link that people have to click on. You can just say stuff and you can get attention. You know, you don't need to be Breitbart to do that anymore. Also, what does decolonization really mean? On this week's On the Media from WNYC. Find On the Media wherever you get your podcasts. 
Polls are open in the high-stakes special election to replace ousted Congress member George Santos in New York's 3rd Congressional District, which includes Eastern Queens and Nassau County's North Shore, with a southern dip to Massapequa Park. The candidates are running vastly different campaigns as national issues dominate the race. WNYC's Bridget Bergen has more. For voters choosing between former Democratic Congressman Tom Suozzi and Republican nominee Mozzie Pillip, there's been no shortage of attack ads like these blanketing the airwaves. Tom Suozzi rolled out the red carpet for illegal immigrants. The MAGA Republican movement handpicked their candidate for Congress, Mozzie Pillip. What voters haven't heard much of are the candidates facing off on issues. There's only one televised debate on a station that only airs in Long Island. Pillip declined other debate requests. As Republicans cling to the narrowest majorities in the House, Democrats and Republicans around the state, even nationally, are zooming in on this special election, where immigration, the conflict in the Middle East, and chaos in Washington are taking center stage. Pillip emphasizes her unique biography, like at this rare campaign event in Great Neck. I lived in Israel. I served in the Israeli army. I understand when it comes about Israel and when it comes about anti-Semitism, I will be a voice. And I know with that clear voice, I will be able to do a better job than Tom Swazi when it comes to Israel. Philip is an Ethiopian-born immigrant from Israel. She served in the Israel Defense Forces in the late 90s, according to her campaign. As the war between Israel and Hamas rages, her identity as an Orthodox Jewish mother of seven is part of what appeals to voters like Adele Tehrani, a supporter. We're a little bubble here, but um, there's a huge surge in anti-Semitism. And me being Jewish myself, it's a big worry. It's a huge worry. We're all very scared. There's little daylight between the candidates on this issue. Swazi even went to Israel in December. One of the rare joint appearances between the candidates was at an event last month, calling for the release of an Israeli hostage taken during the October 7th attacks. But it's been a strange campaign. Swazi's held this congressional seat before and has been in politics for three decades. He's very much a known quantity in the district, but is running hard. Pillip is a political novice who is just starting her second term as a Nassau County legislator and is still a registered Democrat. She's keeping her public comments and appearances to a minimum. I got to hear more. I mean, the fact that she, um, you know, was sort of focused on, on just the one issue. I really don't have a, a good understanding of what her overall thinking is. You know, That's so Gordon Charlop, who runs a civic association in Great Neck. He says he's waiting to watch the debate to make up his mind. Unchain my heart. Let me go my way. At the Polish home of Glencove, the city where Swazi started his political career as mayor, his supporters mingle over plates of prosciutto and mozzarella, while a local band warms up the crowd. It's the first weekend of early voting, and Swazi has held events with organized labor, local women lawmakers, and now hometown supporters. Can everyone who's already voted please raise your hand? Yeah, that's what I love to see. His stump speech leans hard into pragmatism. Swazi says he'll work with anyone if it will solve problems. He points to the immigration reform plan he wrote with now-retired Republican Congressman Peter King in 2019. It's still a hot-button issue in this race. People are concerned about immigration. They see people streaming across the board. What the heck's going on? 
Republicans, including Pillip, have blasted the latest bipartisan proposal to come from the U.S. Senate this week, thanks to opposition from Republican presidential frontrunner Donald Trump, who wants to use the issue against President Biden. Swazi says that's cynical. Now, how can it be that for a year you've been saying, the border, the border, the border, hair's on fire, the border, terrorists are coming in, fentanyl's coming in, there's problems, it's a problem, and it is a problem. How can you be saying that for a year and now all of a sudden you're saying, oh, I want to wait a year until my guy gets in? If this special election is a harbinger of what's to come in November, money will be pouring into battleground races. The candidates have raised more than $6 million so far, with Swazi winning the money race. But he warns his supporters not to be complacent. Listen, the Republican machine in Nassau County, let's not underestimate it. It's very powerful. The Republican Party is formidable, winning elected offices all across Long Island in the last three election cycles. And in a special election, it all comes down to turnout. As the crowd streams out, Lenia Matias says she's been volunteering for the Swazi campaign. We believe that Swazi is about seeing our differences and bringing us together because that's the only way we can move forward. Retired New York City school teacher Dorothy Hollihan says she wants to keep those furthest to the right in check. And yet... You know, I'm not quite decided, but I wanted to hear Swazi, and I liked what I heard. So it makes sense, and I'll think about it. I see you're, you're taking a sign home, so it feels like you're thinking pretty seriously. I'm going to put it next to the other sign that's at the front of my neighborhood, just to make it an even choice. An even choice in a very uneven campaign. That's WNYC's Bridget Bergen. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. Catch us every weekday, three times a day. I'm Janae Pierre. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm David Remnick, and each week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, my colleagues and I unpack what's happening in a very complicated world. You'll hear from the New Yorker's award-winning reporters and thinkers, Jelani Cobb on race and justice, Jill Lepore on American history, Vincent Cunningham and Gia Tolentino on culture, Bill McKibben on climate change, and many more. To get the context behind events in the news, listen to the New Yorker Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts.